There's something for everyone in today's interview with printing expert Debbie Bedford from Loxley Colour. If you're just starting to dip your toe into the world of printing, Debbie shared some great tips for selling prints online. And if you're an established pet photographer interested in taking your products to the next level, you'll love our deep dive conversation about fine art printing in the extended episode. Wherever you are in your business, keep listening for another Supplier Spotlight interview where we get the answers to your most frequently asked questions. You know, I always feel like the more I learn, the more I realize how much there is to learn. If this episode has you feeling like that about printing, don't fear. We have an online workshop series coming up with Master Australian Printer and Canson Ambassador, Les Walklings. So to find out more about that, just head to thepetphotographersclub.com slash print. And as Caitlin mentioned, if you are looking for a lab that ships to you, be sure to check out our Supplier Spotlight series. We also have a blog series about that as well as the interviews too. So just check out the link in our show notes for those. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Season 12, Episode 13 of the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty McConnell. And I'm Caitlin J. McCall, and today we're chatting with Debbie of Loxley Colour in Scotland. So welcome to the club, Debbie. Hi, everybody. Hi. Nice to be here. (laughs) Oh, it's lovely to have you. Now, we'd love to get from your point of view who Loxley Colour is and what what you guys specialise in. Yeah, sure. We're based in Glasgow in Scotland in the UK. We are a professional printing lab, the largest professional printing lab in the UK. And we we do actually service a lot in Europe and obviously further afield as well um, internationally. We've got 72,000 square foot actually of lab with a fantastic showroom that people are always welcome to come and visit and see the products. We do everything from printing, fine art printing, books, albums, wall products, framing, USBs, presentation products and gifting as well. So it's it's quite an overwhelming selection, but uh, great to have for every genre, really. Yeah, definitely, Debbie, which is one of the reasons we got you on the show today, because you do service such a wide region. So you have clients, photographers that you work with internationally, right? Yes, yeah, we do. We we have quite a, a large amount in Europe. We do have some, especially in the US as well, and a couple in Australia as well. It's it is surprising how far afield we go because we deal with some partners as well that uh, like third party software that uh, you could do online galleries. So we we need to be able to service everybody internationally. Yeah. Okay. I bet you've seen a big change then in the last few years because of all of that software that's available to us now. So I'm assuming you're talking about like Pick Time and Pixie Set and all of those kinds of things. Is that what you mean, Debbie? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And those over the last couple of years, sort of during everybody, you know, different parts of the world being in lockdown at different times as well. It's been quite a a saviour for a lot of photographers to have the online galleries. And there was quite a a boost in that with, especially with sort of pick time, shoot proof. We we deal with quite a few different, yeah, pixie set and various others as well. So just for the listener who isn't familiar with these sort of online galleries straight to lab setups. Um, mind giving a little overview of how that works from your point of view anyway? 
Yeah, of course. It's really to allow the photographer to, uh, when they sign up with one of the software companies, they link to their website, you know, the photographer's website, where they can then supply their photography clients with a unique link that will link to their gallery. So it's literally providing an online gallery where you can use to present to clients as well in the in the viewings, as well as just sending them a link so that the client can purchase directly the images off the gallery that the, the photographers provided. They can order prints to the specific size. They can order frames. Different software providers have different products of ours available for clients to purchase. So it, it will vary. So it's always worth looking at what products you want to sell and whether that online gallery actually provides those. But most of them do prints, fine art prints, maybe acrylic galleries and aluminiums and uh, and some do the framing as well. So, Debbie, I'm not sure if you're actually privy to this information, but if you are, do you have any insights into the difference it makes for photographers that are using galleries like that versus in-person or virtual sales? Or is that something that's just a bit too hard for you to sort of see from, from your end? No, it's, I mean, I talk to a lot of photographers on a daily basis and visit a lot of uh, studios and do it. We do a lot of exhibitions. So I'm interacting with a lot of photographers all of the time and different genres. And this is a really interesting topic, to be honest, because I see higher sales, higher product sales with in-person sales for, for definite. But what I would say about the online galleries and that way of doing things, it's, it's a great way to get add-on sales. So for example, if they've done a studio shoot, they have an in-person sales and they, they get their big sales. Maybe they do some wall products and books and they get that big sale there. But there is the opportunity to say, for example, in the run-up to Christmas to send a link for the online gallery and say, if you want any more any additional things for the run-up to Christmas, for family, friends, it's a great opportunity to sell to that client again or even to sell to past clients. So this was, again, invaluable during the lockdown period to be able to sell to past clients when studios were shut, when weddings weren't running and, you know, and all those kind of things. But when photographers couldn't actually, you know, get in front of clients, it was a way of selling to them while they were closed and gaining some revenue. Yeah, I think that's a really good piece of advice, I suppose, Debbie, that you're sharing that, you know, sometimes we forget that the maximum that the client is going to spend, we always think is like then in the ordering appointment or in the sales appointment, whatever you call it. But there's always these other opportunities to kind of sell that little bit more. I know I used to do like a annual or 12 months after the shoot, like uh, archive clear out thing using software like Pick Time or one of those. Yeah, really helps with that as well. Um, and like you mentioned, Christmas sales is always a good one, I'd say, especially if you're, you know, not wanting to do same mini sessions or Santa sessions or something like that, then this can be a really good income booster. So yeah. They would work quite well with mini sessions too, though. When like anything, mini sessions, Santa sessions, anything where you're not going to be doing in-person sales. Yeah, I love the I love the streamlining for the photographer, sending it straight to the lab. Anything that makes it a little bit easier for us and a little bit more efficient sounds good to me. So yeah, thank you for taking us on that little detour. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Because they actually take care of the payments, everything, the 
order comes direct to us. We ship it direct to that client because they've put their address in and then they'll just get a notification that they've been paid. So which is which is nice. <laughs> Fantastic. And then I imagine quite a good option for, I mean, we hear photographers all the time who are just starting out their businesses. So they either don't have the cash to invest in a lot of samples straight off the bat. They don't have the confidence to do in-person sales, just being honest. So it's it might be a good stepping stone as well. They could have, you know, everything taken care of when they're just getting started, getting their foot in the door. Anyway, thank you for explaining that for us. But obviously it's not just through these online galleries that people are working with Loxley. So with the photographers who you are generally dealing with straight with your lab, is there like prints that you guys particularly specialize in or or recommend starting out with? Yeah, I mean, we do sample discount, which is which is a great help for getting getting samples. And I would always recommend just starting with two or three products, just because it, it can get overwhelming. And I think for the, especially for the genre of pet photography, wall products are an amazing seller for this genre, as well as books to tell a story as well and collections of prints so so to group products together so it makes it easier for the photographer as well as the client uh, to make their choices is quite a good starting point Debbie, it sounds like we, Caitlin and I, were trained by you because <laughs> I'm just thinking about what we always talk about on the podcast and feel like this is something we're also teaching. Um, so it's really nice to, <laughs> to hear you also saying that. And I mean, you're the one that has access to the numbers. You're seeing what sells and which photographers are doing well and what packages they offer. So that's really nice to hear that that is working across the board, not just within our circle. So you mentioned you would recommend getting started with just a couple of products and that wall art and books are popular for pet photographers, which as I said before, Caitlin and I would definitely agree with. Now, wall art can have many options, as you know. So is there a way that a photographer could choose like which finish might suit their work, whether it's frame or canvas or acrylic or metal or, or whatever else is out there? Or do you recommend offering multiple finishes? I tend to find something that works with their style and, and brand. So you're kind of following it through. So obviously with pet photography, there's some outdoor, some studio work as well. So I think different products work with different things. And to be honest, when you've got samples on the wall of a specific, say you had one product on the wall that was in, say, a nice frame with a double mount that was of a, a studio shot. And then you had another frameless product probably with maybe maybe one of the gallery blocks, which are a nice, sleek, cost-effective product with an outdoor shoot, say, if you did both. You will probably find that because the client sees those products, if they've just had an outdoor shoot, they'd probably go for the product that you're showing with an outdoor shoot on because people not only buy what they see but they also buy what's relevant to them so I do find that when I've spoken to photographers and asking them what their best-selling product is when I'm seeing what they have on the wall it's really interesting especially if they're doing multi-genres um you know they'll maybe say oh yes the the um 
the when they've come in for the dog shoot, they've had gone for this one. Where they've come in for the family shoot, they've gone for this one. And it's really interesting that those are the ones that they've got on display with that styling. So I think it's key to have samples and have something on the wall, even in the size that you want to sell, because people do struggle with that as well. Sort of you know realizing what is thirty inches. What you know that sounds huge, but when you put it over a two seater sofa, it is actually not that big so it it is key to have the sizes that you want as well as the product yeah that really makes sense Debbie for sure now you just mentioned okay so selling two very different products there as an example okay so a framed for the studio I think it was and then uh, what did you call the acrylic type product for the wall, sorry? A gallery block. So basically a frameless product, I think. So our gallery block is probably half the price of an acrylic for the for a similar size. So I think, but an acrylic does give a bit of a wow factor. So the gallery block is much more, I'd say, matte finish. So depending on what kind of finish you want to give, that, you know, would dictate what product. But I think it is good to have a frameless and a frame product because some people come in with the preconception, some clients come in with that preconception that they want a canvas and really all they want in their mind is a frameless product. So giving them something that they can't compare to, you know, a cheaper end product, then it's better to to display that so that you're keeping that premium brand that you want to continue within the business. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like having a product that the client can't necessarily get themselves or don't already, like you said, have in their mind that it's a cheaper product. And I think that is worth mentioning as you did that a lot of clients have a certain vision in their head of what a canvas looks like and it is often a cheaper product from a big box store. So yeah, having a product that differentiates from that but is still frameless totally makes sense. So with those two products, let's just stay with those as an example that you've mentioned. They have very different looks about them. They finish very differently. So I do want to save some of the tech stuff for the members only half, which will be coming up shortly. But just briefly, would you say that the client needs to process these files differently depending on the product that they're ordering from them? So if they've got one image and they're going to get that same image, both one is going to f- going to be framed and the other is going to be this other product that you were describing that sounds super beautiful. Do you need to edit those differently or like choose a different color space or any of these kinds of things to make it look good for print or can it just be sent to you the exact same file? The exact same file can be sent. It's, it's really good that way. And we do offer a free test print service, which we'd always recommend any new clients take us up on, which is like five free test prints. And we do that. We send them back with and without color correction, which is kind of an overview of the whole of the image. But that's good way to see how your your image is going to be printed but it must you must bear in mind that it will look different slightly different on the different substrates but we do offer the profiles the profiles are on the website so you can actually look and set up that way but it's important to probably keep calibrating your monitor and but everybody's screen is slightly backlit differently so it's key to do the test prints yeah, the test prints is such a quite often overlooked step, but so, so important. Now, we have lots more that we'd love to discuss with you. We really want to pick your brains with some of the more technical parts of working with a lab, like 
file specs and all of that kind of stuff that we often don't have any idea about. So we've got our expert here. We'd love to get you your answers. We might save that for the members extended interview. So we'll wrap up part one now. Before we do go, um, would you mind letting the listener know how they can find Loxley? Yeah, sure. We have a website which you can register as a photographer on there. It's loxleycolor.com. That's our main way to be able to place orders. But we also have a Facebook page as well for Loxley Colour and a Loxley Colour Pro community, which is great just to keep on top of anything that we've got, promotions, any exhibitions that we're doing, and just to keep on top of everything. It's always good to join that to keep on top of what we're doing. Fantastic. Well, we'll have a notes and links and everything over on the show notes. So the petphotographersclub.com forward slash podcast forward slash one, two, one, three. And if you are a member of the club, you can continue listening to the extended episode of this interview in the member zone. If you're not, you can join us. It's just $10 a month, includes loads of perks and bonuses. So head on over to the petphotographersclub.com to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.